Hey beautiful people, welcome back to another life-changing, life-altering installment of The In-Between. My name is Ayek and I'm super excited to be here with you. If you're new to The In-Between podcast, started this podcast two years ago, thereabout. And basically the goal was to talk about life, what's going on in between now and the next. We're constantly in motion, constantly moving to the next thing in life and we need to talk about it. The the podcast has taken a few a few turns over the past two years, turns that I'm very grateful for, reflecting my walk or my experience with God. So I talk a lot about God now, I talk a lot about Jesus. You don't have to know Jesus, you don't have to know God to resonate with this podcast or to learn or to grow. Um yeah. The goal of these conversations are to bring healing, peace, and freedom. Those are really the goals of my life now, now that I care about life and living. So that's what I try to share with the people who listen to my podcast. We spill tea. We spill tea. If you don't, if you want words to be minced, babe, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You might have to see what else is on Spotify, girl. But share with your friend that's not afraid to um, get dragged. No, I'm just joking. I'm speaking in my low, mysterious voice today because it's 10 o'clock. And guys, let me, 10 p.m. now, today, uh, December 27th is when I'm recording this. <clears throat> that 9 p.m. thing, I'm noticing more and more that when it hits 9 p.m., it's time to get in the bed. Don't nobody tell me nothing. My sister sometimes calls me at 10, which I'm like, girl, you're older than me. Why are you awake? Like, get in the bed. She'll call me, let's say it's 9.30. By 9.32, good night. I'll see you tomorrow. That's that's what we're on these days. How was Christmas? How was Christmas? Girl, how was Christmas? Okay. For me, Christmas was interesting. I did feel some moments of sadness and loneliness and just like a longing for another type of Christmas, if I'm being honest. And not another type of Christmas, but like, (laughs) we had family friends over, we had people over and it was great. But the whole hosting thing, I'm like, if I were in my own house, I would just tell, I would just say, oh, no, we're not hosting this year, that kind of thing. But I still did enjoy the moment. Again, thank God for my parents and their lives and my sister and all my family members that came and family friends. It was good. It was fun. Very eventful. I hate seeing Christmas go. I really do. I really hate to see it go, child. When it's like, let's say 10 p.m. on Christmas Day, I'm like, that means we only have one more holiday. But I also love the new year. I love, love the only season that I'm not like particular, or the only months that I'm kind of like, Ugh, are the summer, like June specifically. I'm just kind of like, Ugh. shout out to the June babies, but I'm like, mm, ah, what's going on here? But I love, like, I love January. You guys already know I love Valentine's Day. I like March because of the transition and just the newness. I like April because it's spring. I like May because, you know, it's warming up. Then June. Child, you can't wear your wig anymore or you can't wear it without putting a fan, lifting it up every five minutes to put a fan underneath it. But that's just, that's just me. But anyway, holiday season. I don't like when Christmas is over. But it's as well, Sha. We made it to see another Christmas and we'll see many more in Jesus' name. So let's, let's get into this. First and foremost, if you do not follow me, 
If you do not follow me on Instagram, please feel free now. Let's end 2020, 2023 with 100 followers. I beg it, Joe. Be cool. Mbok. Por favor. Which other one do I know? S'il vous plaît. I beg. At underscore the in between podcast. At underscore the in between podcast. Please feel free to follow. Thank you, ma'am and sir, and everybody else. What else? You can always email me at podcast.inbtwn at gmail.com. Yes, February. We're looking at February for AX Solve My Problem. So you have a little bit of time. And what else? Yeah, YouTube at the In Between Pod. Thank you for subscribing and following and all of those things that I've requested in the call to action. So where's my candle? I feel like this is the kind of conversation we need, like a candle vibe. Like we're already doing late night discussions. This is another fly on the wall conversation. But I I know you guys like this. I know you guys like just being in the room as I talk. I want to talk about things that I have learned in 2023. So let's, go do. let me tell you guys something. There are some years that you just never forget because they like, they mark something pivotal in your life and your journey. I think the only other defining period for me would have to be like 2016 when I moved to like moved to Nigeria. 2015 I was just doing Detsy December. I was with my family so I wasn't really doing that but 2016 was defining. I was like starting my life early 20s all of that and 2023 you would think that um you would think that it would be 2022 because you know I got my weight loss surgery and things like that but no 2023 was ah hey I look at some videos and pictures of myself from earlier this year and yeah I mean I was on my way but I just look at myself now I'm like ah, God is wonderful let's put it that way I think what changed it was definitely August August it oof November stretched me but August was the catalyst for lack of a better word but yeah, there's some years that you're just kind of like, oh, he, Whew. deliverance, breakthrough, freedom from addictions and attachments, um, financial freedom. Girl, fin- finally, finally got some formal education for what I claimed to do for years. <laughs> um, really looking within at myself and finding out who God is, like God's nature for myself people like oh god is this he's a gentleman holy spirit just me this and this and i would just regurgitate what was said because what did i know girl what did i know now to be fair everything looking back especially like 2020 was leading up to this right god got rid of a lot of things and a lot of people and then we're here but yeah 2023 was a defining year sometimes i said ah jesus are you sure you won't come now okay you don't want to come now okay you're sure you don't want to come right now like you don't want to come right now you know the moments of like and you know trigger warning you know the moments of like i don't want to end it all but it would not be bad if i was not here like that's why i'm like the way i could have the way i could have um circumvented that or whatever the word is would have been jesus returning because i'm like i don't know if i want to wake up tomorrow close the blinds on me you know <laughs> it was tough those those were the ugly moments, but the good moments, the beautiful moments were, <sighs> just give me chills. God is good. God is good. Okay. Let's talk about a few things I've learned 
this year or few revelations, realizations, all of those things. I just, I just want to reflect with you. And it's funny because in conversations that I've had with my sister and a few other people, we've had similar moments. I think the biggest thing, you know, connected with my walk with God has been my eyes being opened to a lot of things like people, the reality of the world that we live in myself like my brothers and my sisters she's no saint I, I ain't no saint but i tried to use a lot of times other people well she he needs to do this she needs to do this it's because of this when somebody when my pastor will be preaching something about like personality or character issues like, lord please talk talk to her she doesn't know and the lord is like girl hold up a mirror Hold up a mirror. I had to look within. I had to look within, but we're going to go into detail on that because first and foremost, whew, this is the one that kind of kind of dealt with me. I talked about it on the first episode of season seven. If you haven't listened to that, please do. A lot of my thoughts, a lot of our thoughts in general are not just thoughts. They actually reflect who we think we are. So what I mean by that is what we're thinking in some way or another will manifest either by people's perceptions, like people, certain people will be able to observe it or just how we navigate life. We can say, people can say things or we can say, I won't say that I say it anymore, but we can say things like, oh, there's no hope. There's this, there's that. Oh, well, I'm not this. I'm ugly. I'm this or whatever. And then we start living a life or navigating life in that way. I think I've said this in a previous previous or earlier episode or maybe I, I haven't there was a time in my early like my early 20s and late teens I was like oh I'm never gonna get married never gonna get married screw all men give me my four kids and call it a day that's how I was navigating relationships and, and interactions I have to lose weight before I can finally be accepted by people and by friends in society so I was mean I was nasty I was constantly protecting myself from being harmed and people were still mean to me child well for different reasons, you know. Anyway, we'll talk about that another day. Sometimes we say things or we think things because genuinely that's what we believe. Like society says, society says it. This person says it. Oh, I'm 35. I can't do a career change. How am I going to go back to school? My mom says this thing. Um, She says, well, you know, my brain is so old. I can't learn this. this. I say, what? And it's so funny that she says this because my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, her soul rest in peace, she was like 80 something and her brain was a computer. So I'm like, girl, why are you saying that? You just saying that because you want me to do, to, <laughs> to do this computer stuff for you. So we start thinking things and that's how we navigate life. Sometimes we think certain things also to protect ourselves. Not the best idea. Mm -mm. Not the best idea. It's a breeding ground for all manners of rubbish. You understand? Okay. And our thoughts reveal to us, this is completely different from intrusive thoughts, but our thoughts, how we perceive ourselves, they reveal to us things about the state of our heart. So Proverbs 23, 7 is talking about, is, is observational, but there's a, there's a part of the verse that we use a lot as a man thinks so he is uh, and basically I had a you know a revelation on understanding about it as I read in context and essentially what it's saying what the point that this proverb is trying to make is 
it's not what you're seeing per se. It's what's really going on in the person's mind and heart. So he can be saying this. Oh, no. In this case, it says for us, he thinks within himself. So he is. He will grudgingly say, go ahead and eat all you want. But his heart, in his heart, he resents the fact that he has to pay for your meat. What we think, what we got going on is what's really going on. That's why you be asking people, especially in our culture, how are you? Ah, I'm very well, very well. But they got tears coming out of their eyes. The snot, they didn't properly wipe it before they came to tell me that they're very well. I'm just saying, just saying. Another thing that this one was, this one is a complicated one because I think, well, let me just say it. You have to contend for what is yours. Victory is already won. In Christ Jesus, like victory is won. We're going to have to contend for it because there's so many things, so many forces, principalities, people, culture that are telling you, you don't deserve this. It's too late. You ain't cute enough. You're not light skinned. You're too short. You're too tall. Has anybody in your family gone to school? You you think you'd be the one to go to school? Has anybody in your family married where, had a marriage where they're not, you know, busting each other's head in their free time? Ah, you, you think you will? (laughs) Do you see how your mother and father struggle to give birth to you? Girl, you ain't, you ain't having no babies. Everybody's in debt. You saw your father get beat up by his debtors when you were five. Same thing's going to happen to you. Like, these, this, is, this is what's going on. But that's not true. These things are not true. These things are not true. What I mean by they're not true is they no longer are your reality. When you accept God, when you start walking with Jesus, when you start walking with God and become a child of God like they don't apply but you got to believe it you got to say it you got to pray it you got to contend in some seasons for me contending this 2023 was just worshiping like singing ciao I wiped my tear you like sing some gospel song in other times it was waking up at midnight and just praying as many bible verses as would come to my mind in other times it was sleeping resting because it was like there's no power here i'm getting mad at god i'm getting frustrated i'm now using my mouth to you know go against the thing that i know is my reality or is rightfully mine so it looks different in every season there's the bible verse matthew 11 12 let's pull it up because we don't want to do quotations or whatever what is that math 11 12 shall we shall we shall we let's move matthew 11 12 jesus is saying this is the amplified classic version but let me try nltu let me provide some context so jesus was talking about john the baptist if you're not familiar with this john the baptist is his cousin from his mom's was jesus's cousin from his mom's side if i'm not mistaken john the baptist was a prophet who prepared the way for Jesus. They were not very close in age, like basically born the same year. And um, he was talking about John the Baptist and he goes, this is Matthew eleven twelve. I tell you the truth of all who have ever lived, none, okay, girl, fast forward. You said eleven twelve. you read in 11. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. Let me put my imaginary hair behind my ear. Violent people are attacking it. Violent people are attacking God's will. God's reflection of heaven here on earth. 
So you're going to have to, I don't know what the, there's no formula, but I don't know what it is that you have to do at certain times. It's really only the Holy Spirit that can reveal that, you know, having conversations with people you trust, but definitely be open to whatever it is. Don't think that you have to be up at midnight every single time for the next 65 days. It might not be that. You might just need to like fast. It's only God that will reveal that to you. You understand? This is another one. This one, mm, mm. everything here just shook me to my core. But this one, eh, it so dealt with me. There's no amount of manipulation that will give you what's best or rightfully yours. There's no sweet talk. There's no word. There's no kona kona. There's no, and kona kona just means like conniving or like not being straightforward. There's no measure of manipulation that can give you what's best for you or what's rightfully yours. And I had to learn that in a very hard way. Boundaries were established that I was like, this person has boundaries. How would they help me? How would they give me what I want? Your sweet mouth. Now, let me let me preface with this. I'm an encourager. I thank God. I see things in people and I encourage them as best as I possibly can. But sometimes the sweet mouth like, hey, girl, see, as you find this is this to gain favor or to gain opportunities or to gain something. And a lot, a lot of times, let me not say a lot of times, there are times when it's not genuine. The most that I see it is when women are being encouraged to package themselves a certain way or as I like, you know, the femininity coaches, whatever, advising women on how to get a man. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> if the Lord didn't give you that instruction. And how to get a man, which has which one is getting a man. But if the Lord didn't give you that instruction, what are you doing? What are you saying? You need to wear this color with a red lip and red nail. And did this, my dear? I wore red lip. I wore red nail. I did it all. If he says he likes the color, wear that color more often. Sit, lady, like this is this. Send an email to your boss at 3 a.m. Actually, wake up at 3 a.m. and start the work. Even do your boss's job for him. And then at 5 p.m., send him a message and ask him what his favorite color is to see if you can get promoted, huh? No. Even if people are doing that, if you got to manipulate your way to you stuff, you're just like, after all this stress that I went to, this was it. It's not, it's not in your best interest to manipulate your way into things. Because you may not experience the fullness or you miss the opportunity because the person or the people are going to be like, what's going on? This is weird. She, they're missing files because she deleted files so she can see more, he or she can see more advanced than they are. Anything you want to keep my brothers and sisters, let manipulation go. Letting manipulation. Letting manipulation, and I think it also affects friendships and stuff. A lot of times we, we may manipulate ourselves into friendships because when you're older, you're like, I used to have the whole crew, like I had a whole bunch of friends and now I only have three and now I need more. If you find yourself feeling like you need to be a social climber, I saw a lot of that in Lagos. I see it here, even in like certain settings. If it's something that will really benefit you and be long lasting, you don't have to. But the wonderful thing about God and how merciful God is, is he'll be like, girl, is this, this thing you really want it? Okay. Let's check your heart because you, you playing games and them games is not going to work. And I've noticed the deeper I go with God, a lot of games that I could play because they were games of manipulation no longer worked. And I felt devastated. I felt embarrassed. I felt angry. And the Lord is like, okay, you done? 
Okay, come right here. Let's talk. So Ecclesiastes 9, Ecclesiastes 9.11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong. Neither is bread to the wise nor riches to men of intelligence and understanding nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them. There's a Bible verse that says the steps of the righteous are ordered and the Lord delights in all of their ways. I've learned I need favor. God, I beg. Favor me. Show me the way, sir. God, I beg. And that took a lot of humbling because how you know what's going on out here, Lord? How are you going to order my steps? You up there enjoying life. Come on. This is a safe space. So I'm telling you my thought processes. You don't even know what's going on down here. How you know? No. I ain't asking you. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to send this text and I'm going to get the answer I'm looking for. I'm going to get this opportunity. It's like, no, ma'am. Oh, me. You said, don't you want genuine relationships and interactions with people? Don't you want this job to remain? Don't you want this opportunity to remain? You self, call me. Relax. All this kona kona you're doing, it's not going to pay. And I'm going to make sure that it doesn't pay so that you learn a lesson and take a look at your heart. <clears throat> this was a funny one. Sometimes you just need to dance. A lot of times I would just cut off my lights, turn on my music and just dance for like two hours. Just dance. Forget what's going on in the world just dance and it helped and then also like you know your standing goals if you have the apple watch you you know you're like killing two birds with one stone i've also learned that it's okay to take your time specifically i talked about like delay and things like that when it's not an issue of delay okay taking your time it leaves room for growth for wisdom for understanding for clarity everything has its process i talked about the asaro thing you could like you could eat the asaro when it, when the the yam is separated from the oil and it looks like yam soup you could but do you want to you want to eat the goat when it's still red i'm just saying you could you might go to the hospital you might sleep on the toilet take your time everything has a process again asking god is this a delay or is this a part of the process advise me very very important to be sure that um Things are taking time. I think even with building things, um, as someone who's a part of the popcorn generation, as they say, which I'm like, child, they be always condemning millennials and Gen Zs and these other ones, these tiny ones, Gen Alpha. Well, they don't, they're still kids, so they don't know. They're not there yet. Oh, you guys are the popcorn generation. Okay, and Girl, mind your business. Hey. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay to take your time. <sighs> guys, all of these things I'm saying are wrapped up in this nearly everything is an issue of the heart it is a heart issue what i mean by that is the posture of your heart your willingness your desire your integrity it is about your heart when people get on the pulpit and start preaching and you know just in general even culturally wives submit to your husband what's on what okay that advice i don't know what some people even say women submit to men weird stuff like that it's a heart issue. It's about the heart. Is this a safe place? Is this a safe space to submit to? Lord, why do I need to submit? To, why do you suggest? Why do you desire for me to submit to my husband? What are the benefits? It's a heart issue. Reconciliation. You say you forgave the person, but you be cussing them out in your free time. And you just add me to that thing. You sit down for mediation. I go to my room. That's why her wig was lopsided. <laughs> 
stuff like that. It's like, it's about the heart. The only person that can heal your heart. And this is, you know, another one of the fake deep quotes that just shut up, but it's spot on. The only person that can fix your heart is the one who made it. There's a process of that that's extremely painful, but my dear, check your heart. What are the intentions behind everything that you do? A lot of times it is humiliating. It's painful. It's one that you just don't want to accept that. Oh, okay. I have really ill intentions. I have really selfish intentions or no, my intentions are really good. I genuinely want this to work or whatever the case may be. Everything's a heart issue. Um, and that's the most important thing to check with everything, every decision, <clears throat> every desire, every choice you make, where's my heart? Even how we react. What's the state of my heart? Why do I feel so compelled to cuss people out in my free time? <laughs> what is that? Putting your phone on do not disturb is very okay. In recent history, my phone is almost always, it's not, it's on personal, but that's a version of do not disturb almost all day. It is now. I always felt like when I see somebody's text, ah, oh, I have to reply. I have to reply. Or when I like immediately, or when I send them a text, this person didn't reply in two minutes. Oh no, 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 no. That person is wicked. This is this. It's like, no, I'm going to put it. When it comes to putting the phone on, do not disturb. Oh baby, I'm going to do it. And you can't beat me. You can call, what is it called? The FCC or whatever, but you can't beat me. Can't beat me up. Sometimes you need time. Sometimes you need to avoid the distractions. I think for my people who are, you know, chatting with their crushes on the phone with their crushes or chatting with them regularly, or you may be an influencer or content creator or whatever, or maybe a professional that's constantly checking your email, the do not disturb creates some level of boundaries and enforces you into self-control by force until your mind is reconditioned to understand that you don't need to reply to that text immediately you don't need to be on your phone 24 7 coming from someone who will fight sleep to be on her phone so yeah learn that mm -hmm. and whoever don't like you on do not disturb okay ready told you i've given you options call fcc or whatever they call themselves to cut off the phone if you don't like it Ooh. Hmm. i was having a conversation with my roommate She's a therapist. And um, I said the first time I really dug deep into my pain, pain, like what was really going on with me, I thought I was going to die. I thought that was it. This was in 2021 or early 2022. Boohoo crying to my therapist, like, <gasps> like heaving or whatever the word is. But this year I'm like, wait till this is not done yet. Felt like, <laughs> felt like I was going to die. It feels like a weight is being lifted, but it also feels like humiliation, pain, frustration, fear of time wasted because you were in bondage, essentially. The ugly parts, <clears throat> going there, God will strengthen you, but it feels, it feels ugh, the weirdest feeling. But then when it passes, it passes and you're like, oh, I'm glad I went there. Healing has depths. And it's only when you're ready to experience a certain type of, of healing or experience it at a certain level that you can go there. There's some things that I, you know, the Holy Spirit addressed and, and God healed in me that if he had told me last year, first of all, blocked. And by blocked, I would be like, okay, Lord, talk to you next month. Like, hello, excuse me. No, that is incorrect. You're talking about my enemy. You're not talking about me. So... It does not hurt less when you address the things that need to be healed, 
but it's very necessary. My brothers and my sisters, you cannot do anything with your own strength. That ties into the manipulation thing I was talking about. Like you can, but anything worthwhile, anything worth having, anything of value, you can't do it without the spirit of God. Not by might, not by power, says the Lord, by the spirit of God. Let me get that, Zechariah 4.1. I do my Bible in alphabetical order versus the order that it comes in because that's just easier. Okay. Wait till... Oh, sorry. What am I seeing? Did I not get the right... No, come on. Sorry, brief intermission. Go get a drink while we await. So... Hey. Okay. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So go back up. Rewind to that topic of manipulation. When Nigerians or, or you know, a lot of English speaking West Africans say it's not by force. My brother and my sister, truly, it's not by force. If you like, I don't know. Go to the White House and try to climb over the fence. You, it's the, they have these people, SWAT team, that will finish you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not by force. It's not by strength. It is literally only by the Spirit of God. It is only God that can make things possible. And I've learned, I learned that through my internship search, my job search, finding my apartment, my love life. Ma'am... If you like, do it, run it. You still come back. That Lord, please. So, I wish I had accepted that earlier on. I would have a lot more peace of mind about a lot of things in my life. And I wouldn't have been crying every night for a lot of things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now, this is the one that, oof. I said that about everything. Just because of who I am as a person, I'm going to say that about everything. But no, this one, Gongo. This one shook me to my core and changed everything I believed about everything, literally. I talk about my authoritarian background that I grew up in. Sometimes when you're in an authoritarian background, you wonder whether the people who are enforcing the authority love you. You think you might have to do certain things and you associate love with approval, just basic things like attention, sitting down and making me feel like I'm, I exist aside from when you're disciplining me. Um, and that's how I perceive God. But there was this weird, nasty, nasty, demonic thought that I had. It was not just a thought, it was a belief. It's the way I navigated life. And yeah, trauma had a lot to do with it in certain personal experiences, but no, it was a thought. It was an intrusive thought, but it was still a thought. I had a, I, had, I thought that God hated me. I thought that uh, he was constantly interested in punishing me. I thought consequences were punishment or inconveniences were God teasing me or mocking me. I thought God was mean. I thought he was wicked. Ah, mm-hmm. And there was a time where I would think those things and then it became subconscious and it just was like the way I navigated things. I did not think that God was interested in protecting me. I thought I was alone. When I was being attacked, like spiritually, emotionally, like even physically and mentally, not physically, but like mentally and stuff in certain situations, I was convinced I am alone. Ooh, saying that out loud is heavy. But then somehow, some way, somehow, some way, by the grace of God, there's a Bible verse that says he has conquered us with his great love. 
Let me see if I can find it. And that is the only way I can define my experience. Um, let me see. Yes, Psalm 117. Psalm 117, thank you. If I can scroll fast enough, 117. He has conquered us with his great love and his kindness has melted our hearts. His faithfulness lasts forever and he will never fail you. So go ahead and let it out. Praise Yah, oh Yah, Yah is Yahweh, God. Yeah, that's the story of my life. Like, what? I thought you were mean. I thought you hated me. So you mean to tell me that you actually want this good thing for me? And you won't exchange it for this and that? Remember that time in, in, in 2003 when this is this? Yeah. Let me read it to you how I wrote it so that I can press this into your mind. Imagine the most beautiful version of your life. Is it being out of debt? Is it finally having a stable home after growing up in dysfunction? Is it a baby? Is it friends that feel like siblings? What is it? Do you know that God wants that for you too? He actually wants more than that. Okay, let's just sit for a few seconds. Let that, let that settle in. I hadn't even reached the part of like, he wants more than that. It was the fact that God wanted it and me accepting that, oh my gosh, God actually wants this. And the processes and things that I'm going through are so that I can fully sustain it and like appreciate it and have it and like it won't be taken away from me. And I'll learn wisdom and insight and certain things will just not exist in that space because they've been addressed. And that's great, but it's like, he wants this for me? That's something I had to wrestle with this year. I've wrestled with it my whole life since I've started knowing about God. I think when I was like 12 or thereabout, I've wrestled with it my whole life. Because I couldn't understand how, well, this horrible thing happened. Oh, you really want a good life for me? Um, I kept seeing God the way that people who had hurt me. I kept seeing God through the lens of people who had hurt me. Through the bad things that have happened. Or the tough things, the challenging things that have happened in my life. The trauma and things like that. And that was the only way I could. I was in survival mode all the time spent a lot of my life in survival mode even up until this year and it's like hmm this is a lot there are some wonderful beautiful things i'm believing god for for all of us in 2024 in 2034 2054 2084 if the lord sustains us and if he doesn't come um and remember what i was saying earlier about you having to contend for what's yours there are sometimes I literally have to say, no, God wants this for me. Even things that I have now, like the good things, the thought will come, ah, you know it won't last for long. You know you, you know your story. You know everything goes for you. No, God wants this for me. There are things I'm believing God for that I expect to happen that God will do. God wants them for me. Good desires, good desires, good things, things that please God. He wants them for you and he puts them in your heart for a reason. I know you were disappointed the last time. I know that ooh, you prayed for a long time and that person still didn't make it. I know. I get it. Everything I'm telling you is personal experience as well. So I understand. But um, God still wants good things for you. God loves you relentlessly, unconditionally. And um, 
while I'm praying for all of your wonderful accomplishments for 2024, we're going to accomplish great things. We're getting married. We're doing all these beautiful things by the grace of God in Jesus name. We're having our babies, all of that. I pray that you accept God's love and understand that God is good. God is good. When people to say that God is a good thing, I'm like, yeah, God is good, but no, no, no. I'm standing on business and that business is the truth and the fact that God is good. Like his intentions are good. His heart is good. God's heart is pure. God's mind is pure. God is good. Ah, ah. No, 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 no. God is good. Ah. Hey, when I think about intricate stuff, like um, I was saying in the last episode, I was going through month by month and thinking about all the stuff that God had did and thanking him. God is so intentional. God is so kind and so faithful. Guys, the reason I was born in, well, not a long time ago, I was born in 1994. I could have been born to any family, to any culture. It's the fact that I'm Nigerian that I got that internship. I don't know if I ever told the story on here. My instructor is like, oh, talk to my friend. He needs someone to help write stories for African stories. This is this. Find out he works for a production com company. I think I've told this story. It's because I'm Nigerian. I wasn't the only person in the class who needed an internship to graduate, but this one fell in my lap because I'm Nigerian. God had that in mind. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He delights in every detail of our lives. That's what one of the translations of the steps of the righteous are ordered. He delights in every detail of our lives, which is why... We'll talk about this in a later episode. There are a lot of things that I heard people say that I internalized and said, oh, this is my reality. So stuff like, oh, God can't choose your spouse. If he delights in every other detail of your life, why would he not address that? Why would he not get involved in that? Do we make the choice of who we end up with when we're presented with someone? Yeah. But to say God doesn't choose your spouse, who said it's regurgitated information? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay, you're just... <laughs> piling on trauma to seem strong oh don't cry after the funeral in our culture we don't cry after the funeral what child that can be locked locked up for like four years after i lost my my younger brother some things so the man has to love you more than you love him in order for it to work hmm i know a lot of people that love people but they be behaving in a way that does not make any sense God broke all of those down. We'll have, we'll have, a, we'll have an episode. I almost said episode. We'll have an episode on, on the breaking down. But I'm going to close with this. For the Lord, God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. That is Psalm 84, 11. <laughs> if only you knew. I hear God saying that a lot. If only you knew, if only you knew, if only you knew, if only you knew. So that's what I got to wrap up 2023. Uh, was one for the books for real. Like it was one for the books. And I thank God. God, I thank you for 2023. We thank you for 2023. And we wait with great expectation and great joy for what 2024 has to hold for us. I mean, Boxes and boxes of testimonies, evidence, open doors, favor, peace, reconciliation, restoration. We speak over our lives, acceleration, recompense, protection, life. We will live to see this time next year and beyond in Jesus' name. 
it's gonna be good i know your word i know your body's shaking that ah, i don't know what to expect it's gonna be good it's gonna be better than you can you can even imagine exceedingly abundantly just let god love you lock him with god even on the hard days lord okay what's tea why would you allow that to happen Building that intimacy, vulnerability, letting the Lord use you, accepting the call. These are some of the things that will contribute to that beautiful 2024 and beyond that you're going to have. I hope you enjoyed this. I look forward to speaking to you in the new year. (laughs) I look forward to speaking to you in the new year, next year, next week, Friday. Between now and then, stay blessed, stay hopeful, try and rest because we are running. You know how Elijah was outrunning chariots is that type beat. Mm -hmm. And this is not to put pressure because you outrunning chariots might be require you resting, but you'll find out it will all unfold. But I hope, I think I already said that. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Bye for now, darling. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, stay beautiful, stay you in between now and when we meet again. Bye for now.